0: Hello, friends, it's Ann West, Executive Director of the Island Health and Wellness Foundation, and we are back with another episode of the Just for the Health of It podcast. The following is a conversation that I had with Melissa Jones Bailey. Melissa grew up here on Deer Al Stonington and is a licensed massage therapist. In addition, she founded an organization called Island Angels. We're going to talk about both of these things in this episode. As usual, nothing that Melissa or I say today is intended to serve as any sort of medical or healthcare advice. It's just for educational purposes, and we're going to have fun along the way because this is Melissa, and I've been so looking forward to talking to her on the podcast. So with that, welcome, Melissa. Can you tell my, uh, my listeners what is Island Angels and how did it get started?
1: I am. I'm so excited. Um, Island Angels, um, started when my mom was diagnosed, um, with cancer, um, about 16 years ago, she was diagnosed and, um, before she passed away, um, eight months after her diagnosis, um, I had noticed how, um, the community was coming together for her and even somebody who had, um, paid leave from her uh, job at the school and um, insurance. She still needed help um, and the emotional support. So the community rallied and I realized then and there I was gonna do that for other people. So before she passed away, um, I came up with the idea and the name and um, I let her know that that's what was going to happen. So this is very bittersweet and it's been 15 years, um, 15 years this year. Wow.
0: It doesn't seem possible. No. So I know a lot of my listeners probably knew your mom, but can you tell me a little bit about her?
1: Uh, my mom worked at the school, in the school system for, gosh, 32 years, I think it was. Um, she was a cook. She started at the elementary school in Stonington. Um, we were just little and she went you know, from school to school and evolved with the school system and ended up at the new Deer Isle Elementary School. Um, where they dedicated the cafeteria to her. Um, She loved all the kids. She was nanny to them. She knew who liked what. Um, She was good at supplementing their plate. Um, She took a lot of pride in feeding kids of the island. I still have people come up to me today um, that I've never met that say, Rosalie was your mom, and they found out through Island Angels. She was the best part of school for me. She was always a smiling face and she made sure I was fed and she gave me seconds on chocolate cake. Um, So, and she was just the sweetest woman. So that's my mom. Um, She never realized how uh, the community adored her. She was just a really humble, genuine woman. Um, She just quietly cared about the kids on the island. So.
0: I love that. I think there is something special about school cooks my aunt who passed away, um, eight years ago now was also a a cook at school and the lives that they are able to touch through Mm -hmm. food and caring through food. I, I still hear the stories and it's just amazing. I think that's, that's community at its best. And, um, I I have I never got the privilege of meeting your mom. I have certainly heard so much about her and she just sounds like a lovely, giving, caring person and I can assure you that if she is even half of what people are saying she was, that this this tribute to her through Island Angels is just so meaningful. So so great. Now, a really exciting thing just happened for Island Angels. And that is that you received approval to be an official nonprofit organization. So what does that mean for your goals and future projects for the organization?
1: Oh my gosh, I feel like a bomb went off, a good bomb. Um, It's the most exciting bomb I've been thinking about this. Um, You know, it's been really fantastic being moving back here, first of all, um, about five years ago to the community. Um, not wanting my kids to grow up anywhere else Um, because, um, you know, these are are my people and um, they trust me. So for years, I've been collecting money um, from the community and helping. And that that was, that's great. But I just, you know, this urge just, it's got to happen. And I met this wonderful man um, who also loves the island and he's a lawyer. um, And um, he became a client of mine. Um, Through my massage therapy practice, the Wise Tree. And he just offered to do all the work. And, you know, so I stood there and tears were rolling down my face. And within two months, it was all said and done. Um, I got the letter in the mail. I had to have my daughter open it and I cried and said, This is for you, mom. And <laughs> so uh, I'm getting emotional. So it's really um, opened double doors um for island angels um i have big plans um i have to keep my my reins tight because i want to go 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 so i am uh i have i have big plans to raise more money to help in bigger ways um to be able to ask um you know friends of mine who are able to donate um you know they can it's now tax write-off for people right Um, so that's huge um sponsoring is a ta- is a tax write-off now that that's a game changer um i so i i want to help you know the residents of the islands deer isle stonington and little deer isle more um i want to eventually help with some 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 wellness um programs um i've got some things kind of coming together now i have to keep it under the the right umbrella um but i want it to be a really well-rounded um non um i just have so much that i want to do um so it's just for now it's going to be the the fundraisers um and the helping and the helping is a lot of different things
0: absolutely so can you remind my listeners or inform those that may not know what services or support does Island Angels offer to those who are dealing with a cancer diagnosis?
1: So what happens is um, I have a conversation, somebody's referred to me or somebody knows, or, you know, somebody like you, uh, the word's going to get out there more. Thank you through this podcast. Um, That, um, that I'm here. Um, We're here. I have a board now. Um, And, um, you know, it's anything from, we have a conversation first about how to help yourself. A lot of people don't know about, um, food pantries. A lot of people don't know about, um, you know, heating assistance through, you so we go down the list and I, it's empowering somebody, um, is the way that I see it. Um, I like to empower people to have maybe a distraction from what they're going through and here's how you can help yourself. That being said, 100% 100% willing to do whatever we need to do that that Island Angels can afford. So for the most part, it's gas cards and I try to keep as much money on the island as I can so I get the gas cards locally, the grocery store um, gift cards, um, tires for a vehicle. We've done vehicle repairs so that people can go back and forth to treatments. It's been pajamas for somebody who just wants nice pajamas um, while they're at home. Um, Pillows, bedding, um, heated blankets to keep the cost of their fuel down because, um, you know, they're burning a lot of wood because they're cold. We've had wood delivered. It's really, we've done a mortgage payment, um, filled fuel tanks, paid electric bills. It's really super confidential, first of all. I want that to be known um but it is tailored to um what somebody needs we've done um, air purifiers so people wouldn't smell their food cooking as much from the other room so they would then be able to eat it's really tailored and it's really emotional support too um i have um formed relationships with people that never ever would have happened otherwise and it's really bittersweet um but it's beautiful and i it's it's it it means a lot to me i really i really care about these people um so i become their friend and um we chat and that's amazing so.
0: that's and and that's what i love about this organization is it can be so many different things because really i'm sure you've seen this i've seen it at the medical center cancer diagnoses look different on everyone. And you and I could be both having a diagnosis of cancer, and we could have totally different needs as we navigate that. Yeah, um, and so being able to turn on a dime and saying, okay, well, this person might need a heated blanket, or this person might need food delivery, um, whatever it looks like for that person, you're able to be responsive. And I and that's because you connect with the person. You're not saying, well, my mom's cancer journey looked like this. And you know what? She really could have used this one thing. And so that's what we're going to offer to everybody because that's what they need too. It's listening to each person. And that that takes a certain kind of emotional genius that I don't think everyone has. Um, so that's amazing that you can do that. Now, another thing that you've been able to combine is your background in massage therapy with the work of Island Angels. Can you talk about why massage is important for those who are dealing with cancer?
1: Hmm. Um, Well, it's just caring on another level. Um, Gosh, my massage, I injured myself, gosh, years years ago, 2004, um, and massage changed my life. Um, It brought me to recovery. Um, so I said, I'm going to do this for, I'm going to do this for people. And I went lobstering and put myself through a private massage therapy school. And what I experienced in that school, um, emotionally and spiritually was incredible. Um, I had just lost my mom, um, after I graduated from massage therapy school and went right into yoga teacher training that saved me, um, learning to meditate and visualize and be open. Um, so, you know, fast forward to the future, my massage therapy, um, practice, my clients are family. Um, I care very much. Um, I never want to be a drive through. Um, I make sure that I'm not exhausted so that everybody gets 100% of what they need from me. Um, and I can be there for them um, the energy work. Um, so when I have somebody come in um first of all they don't have to pay somebody's been diagnosed with cancer um they get free massage from me and they get um a solid hour and a half of my time and you know it's just caring at its finest it's just it's time for them they walk through the door my heart and my eyes are are on them and it's tailored to what they need it can be light touch it can be Um, you know, I'm, I'm very well practiced in, um, working with uh, people with cancer. Um, it's a very safe, um, it's very loving. It's very quiet. Sometimes people want to talk, we talk, you know, before I get them on the table. Um, I'm just so honored to be able to help people this way, sick or not. Um, it has become who I am. Um. And i think everything branches off from there so it's just a really loving environment and um i you know i just like to let them know that they're they're worth it and 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 to still nurture and honor their bodies um in a positive way um it's hard i can't imagine but um to give it what it needs and that's part of the healing process
0: and i think that's so vital because cancer is a disease where it's easy to get into the mindset that your body is against you because exactly. it, you know you're really fighting what your body is has is putting out um and so to be able to be in a space where you're working with your body towards healing and also just touch i mean i think that's just so underrated in terms of of healing for people it's just that human touch that I can see so many areas where your work as a massage therapist just goes so hand in hand with your work with Island Angels. And I think it's incredibly generous that you you offer that to people on the island free of charge um, because it's so much more than a massage session. It's connecting with someone who's been, de- you've walked the walk. You understand what it's like from your mother's experience and you bring all of that compassion um, to what you're able to give. So I, I'm i just so amazed and I'm so thankful and grateful that that is a service that's available to our community. Now, jumping back to creating the organization, I want people to think always because nonprofits is my heart and that's my heart's work. And I always want people to be thinking about how we can make the world better through organizations like yours but I also want it to be realistic. So people don't think that going into this kind of thing is always easy peasy and it's just a bunch of roses. So what challenges have you faced in forming this organization?
1: Challenges. You know, I really think the biggest challenge was becoming an an official nonprofit. The dealings that I've had with everybody, Um, that has needed help or somebody reaching out um, for a friend or um, the fundraisers have all been um, really incredible experiences. Um, I've met people who uh, I never would have met like on the pier for Fisherman's Day when I would set up a table and somebody from California would step up and say, I'm a survivor and, you know, or I lost my mom or, and donate. And I guess, I'm veering away from your question to say, the That's really, fine. but, um, really not, really the only challenge has been becoming an official nonprofit that has been a locked door for me. Um, I felt overwhelmed, um, in doing it myself. Um, and I'm just so thankful that it's happened. That, that yeah. really, other than that, I've had really great support. My mother-in-law, my father-in-law, my husband, my kids, we're Island Angels. And they have given up time and space and helped me to set up tables and sell pies and baked and shown up. And, you know, it's, it's, who, it's who they are too. And now I've expanded to the, the board which I don't ask a lot of things are really gonna remain mostly me and our little group actually doing the work um, but really that that was the only challenge I mean it's been hard losing people um, that's been, yeah that's that's really emotionally that's been um, but you know when I say to myself and I'm reminded um, not to make light of it at all but boy you know I'm so glad I got to know you um, and even though it was, you know, for this reason, for the cancer diagnosis, there is something beautiful. And I have realized since, you know, when I lost my mom, um, you know, you'd give anything to have them back. But if you're open, there really is something absolutely beautiful and some amazing lessons to be learned from great, great loss. And um, you just, just go with it. It's very healing. This has helped me um, heal so much in um, the loss of my mom. She was only 56. We were best We were best friends. So um, I veered away from your question, but no, <laughs> that was I think that's, the, the I, challenge.
0: I think you did a great job answering it because I, I do think a major challenge to many people creating a nonprofit or giving back is the, the red tape that it takes to get there. Um, okay. And I think it's something that At some point when we all take a breath after the pandemic and we come together again, and maybe it's something that we do have a larger community, statewide, national discussion about is, are we making it too difficult for people to do good? And I struggle with this all the time um, because so much of my time as an administrator is spent on reports to the state tax returns to the government to say that we're tax exempt and that we'll never pay anything. I mean, it's all of those little things that aren't little because you're required to do them that take away from the hard work of carrying out the mission. So I I think that's an extremely valid point and it's something that I think I I would love to have a larger discussion about sometime. So I i appreciate your insight on that yeah
1: yeah and on that note you just reminded me it is hard i do have a full-time job yes and i'm raising two children and trying to keep myself from being an empty cup um right and and so that that is a valid point i it's hard it's really hard this is going to be even harder for me now um i am looking for people to help in In lots of different ways, experienced people that that you know, to volunteer um, with different things, to take some of the the stress off of of me because you know, I could sit here until ten o'clock at night after working all day doing paperwork and figuring things out. Um, so yeah, And up. I think
0: just to bring my listeners up to speed, and this is not intended to be the entire scope of it. But when we say that Island Angels is now a nonprofit organization, they are what's classified as a 501c3. So that means they are a corporation within themselves. So that is a whole other organization, corporation with all of the things required for a corporation. So filing with the secretary of state on a yearly basis, um, putting in a tax exempt return to the federal government each year, um, having bylaws having a board of directors, having meetings where you keep official minutes. Um, There's a lot that goes into that word nonprofit. We are now talking an entire corporation called Island Angels. And like Melissa brought out so eloquently, this is not she she has a full time job. She's a parent as well. She's a community volunteer. And then also she just happens to run this corporation. So I think we need to really put it into perspective. This is a big job. And and when you get approved, that's the beginning, because now you're responsible for all this. And I don't mean to overwhelm anyone, but it is a big job. Um, and it's it's a huge, huge win for you to be classified this way. And also, it comes with all the responsibility. It's true. So what, what has surprised you in all of your years of doing Island Angels as it did look and now how it looks as its own organization. What has surprised you the most?
1: Ooh, what has surprised me? Um, the vulnerability. Yeah. Um, the humble place that um, working with people who need island angels. Um, it's it's. I don't, I don't really know what else to say other than than that. Um getting on get having a relationship with the people that um, you need know, Island Angels assistance has been um, very surprising. I, I don't think I thought about the personal level in the beginning that this was going to take. Um, but I'm so glad um, that it is very personal. It However It's surprising at first
0: yeah because sometimes we can think of what we offer as a nonprofit as transactional so you need this i will get you this and we will shake hands and i've done good and you've let me do good and you're helped and so it's great but we don't think about the connection that also happens and the story and the sharing of community and there's just so much more than that Mm -hmm. transaction that happens And as the person helping to make that happen, that is a lot of emotion for you to absorb and process. Um, And it looks different on each person that you interact with. Um, And I find the same thing when I, um, for instance, we run a, a free dental care program at the medical center and it involves an application and talking with the person who needs help. And it always amazes me how much human interaction happens within getting someone reduced fee dental care. Um, You become exposed to so much of their story and you share part of your story and you both walk away better. Um, And it's so much more than me writing a check for a cleaning or a filling or something like that. It's that person being reminded that they are part of a community that cares about them and that wants them to be their healthiest and their best. Exactly, and it's such a beautiful thing. And it just, i, I we can't underestimate the value of that. And it, it just happens day in and day out in all of our organizations. So how can people best support right now the work that Island Angels is doing?
1: Keep your eye out for fundraisers. Um, okay. I'm, I'm working on a website. Um, right now I'm on Facebook. Um, so, um, and I have an email, I can give you the links that I do have um, sure. after, um, but um, I have somebody who's offered to help set up a website. I'm in the process now of doing um, a donation link like a Venmo or something like that, but I'm struggling because my business has that and they, I'm trying to find a way to have it on the same device. Yeah. <laughs> separate, so I didn't expect that. So I'm working on that, um, a link for people to donate. Um, you know, I sell really amazing hoodies and I get local sponsors, businesses and boat names, um, on the hoodies and the t-shirts they have done really well. There's local businesses that carry those. I'm hoping to expand the businesses that carry those, um, hats, um, we are famous at the 4th of July parade for our, um, pie sale in front of the Seamark building we have people who have rituals now who bring their own t- dining room tables and chairs and um load up on 44 north coffee and they sit eloquently and eat the pies um, I love while that. They the and these people have made they put it on instagram and they you know TikTok and all the, it just oh it warms my heart and i have people you know um rushing up you know hold my pie and it's just really i look forward to that it's really an amazing um thing this year we want to have a float um again i got off track but um just approach me i've had people approach me um this week in the grocery store how can i get raffle tickets for the beautiful quilt that um have a cormier made of the island um it's just gorgeous so Um, you know, I just try to put my feelers out there as much as I can on a personal level on social media. Soon I'll have a link for a website to share. Um, when you see the signs out and about my name, um, and my, um, mailing address and my phone number are on them in the local businesses. So just really looking to, um, get bigger that way and be more accessible for everybody, for people who need help and for people who want to help.
0: I love that. Um, So I'm just going to do a shout out on your behalf um, to my listeners. And you can correct me if I get anything wrong. Um, But if you're sitting out there and you have a skill or a talent or a certification that you feel might benefit someone in the community who is dealing with a cancer diagnosis, reach out to Melissa and talk with her about it. And that can be a variety of different things. Um, But... Maybe there's a way that or or she's going to talk with someone next week going through a cancer diagnosis that could really benefit from what you have to offer. Um, so certainly we can, because it's a nonprofit, she can take tax deductible donations now. Um, but I'm assuming you can also take skills and talents if people Absolutely. have things to connect.
1: Um, Absolutely.
0: And, good. Melissa can be that community connector, which is so important. Because what it does is it also keeps things as confidential as possible because she's doing those warm handoffs and she's saying, here's someone in the community who will help and also keep your information confidential. And I trust them. Um, And what we get is a beautiful pillow of support for people who are experiencing a diagnosis. Now, I want to switch gears for just a minute because um, I just want to talk about massage in general because... I know that um, this is your career, this is something that you're extremely good at, this is something that you know a lot about. So even if I'm not going through a cancer diagnosis at this point, why is massage important for overall physical health?
1: Massage is, I call it body maintenance. Um, It boosts your immune system, it's it's incredible one-on-one time, it's you time. It's quiet time. For some people, it's talk time because they need that. Um, Gosh, where do I start? Um, Muscle toning, um, detoxing, um, deep relaxation. Uh, I just, it's perfect when somebody's going to, you know, uh, working out a lot or doing, I have people who are doing marathons, half marathons I've had, um, Olympic skier come in and do intensive work um, you know to keep the joints um, lubricated to keep the muscles toned, to keep the nervous system calm to um, keep your body detoxed to make you feel cared for um, and to connect with the body you know on your own level you're there intentionally to give your body what it needs and and you know when you listen to your body and you say oh gosh you know i've got the weight of the world on my shoulders well you do when you come in (laughs) you know i feel that and um those sayings um are really true um and we all deserve massage um i have a, a flexible pay scale um I stay very competitive um I do have to make a living but I'm very mindful um if I run into somebody who you know really needs it um and I'm very willing to give a discount um massage is just um it can be a life-changing experience for somebody um a lot of elderly people come to see me and it's just the touch um you have to really you know you know the trigger point that's where the trigger points and the energy work come in um it's just a really lovely modality um to bring into your life to keep you strong to keep you calm and to keep you healthy i could just talk all day about it it's hard i love to,
0: that no this is great to I...
1: pick the the really high points of it but it's a very loving um i have fishermen come in it's intimidating of course you know you've got these i grew up here oh, these yes. are you know come in and they're they're in pain and they you know, nervous. Um, And first of all, we talk, it's just me. We have a conversation, we sit um, and we talk. And um, not just fishermen, but a lot of people are nervous. A lot of people are nervous. Um, And we talk and we get to know each other for about 20 minutes. Um, And then we just do my work. And it's, I'm just so, I'm so grateful and privileged um, and honored that people trust me to lay on the table and let me do my work and take care of them. So that's what it is for me.
0: (laughs) I love that. So you just answered my next question too, which was what does a typical appointment look like? And especially the first appointment, people can expect that you're going to talk to them at first, before they get on that table, you're going to want to know more about them and what they do and Mm -hmm. where they're feeling uncomfortable um Mm -hmm. and so i love that i love that you're able to put them at ease because we do as people get nervous in health situations as a rule whether it's going to the dentist or going to the doctor um and then two we get nervous in the unknown so the fact that you're able to walk them through it is just so important it is how how do people reach you to schedule an appointment for a
1: massage um do you want me to give you that information for
0: yeah if you want to just give it to me like the same as the island angels i'll put it right in the show notes to go
1: yep in the show notes i'll give you all that information very easy and i get right back i get right back to you i love it you're so good (laughs) Um,
0: so if you could send one message to a person experiencing a cancer diagnosis or someone who has a family member going through cancer, what would it be? You do not
1: have to do this alone. I love Um, that your community cares about you. Um, and you, you just don't have to do this alone. There are so many ways that, um, you know, we can care for you as a community. Um, and it's not just financial, it's emotional. It's, it's a lot of things so you, you you are not alone, I just don't want anybody to ever feel alone and some of these conversations i've had with people that again I would never have spoken to otherwise probably on the phone. Um, you know, in particular one gentleman and um, i'd heard his name my whole life, and um, you know I got to talk to him on the phone and. Um, you know, you can hear uh, almost a sigh of relief in their voice when you're talking to them and they realize gosh, I'm not, you know, you can hear it. I'm, I'm not alone. And I, and I tell them that um, it's just, it's that bittersweet piece that you don't want to have to make that phone call or receive that phone call. But when you do, you instill in them that, you know, they're, they don't have to do this alone. So that's really
0: that. Annoying. It's a club that we never want to be in and we I never know. want our loved ones in. But once you're there, you have good company. And exactly. Melissa, your work is incredible for this community. It is exactly what's needed. And I'm thrilled that you are talking to me today. I already want you back on in six months. We're not rushing you because we know you've got a lot on your plate. But the, the way that this organization was created, the way that it continues to go, um, it's going to do great things. And that's because its leader has a heart of gold. Now, I can't let you go back to your extremely busy life, though, without asking you our standard end of podcast question, and that is, what is bringing you joy right now?
1: Wow. Living on this island, um, coming back to community, it's been hard, but it's more than not been the best thing I've ever done um, for for me, for my heart, um, and um, for my family, for my kids. They absolutely love everything about it here. Um, the demographic, uh, the walks that we take. Um, that's what makes me happy um, and helping helping community. I'm just super community minded, and um, I'm trying to instill that in in my kids, and um, they take a lot of pride in it. So, you know, being a mom, being a mom has been um, probably the biggest gift of my life, well, not even probably, but, um second to that helping community and watching my kids grow um they're incredible artists and i I'm, i've got to put a plug in here we just got yep. signed on, we just got signed on by a local publisher to do a children's book that i wrote I and they are my artists
0: i love that oh so my goodness
1: my mama heart is going to explode um and it's just something that's timeless and can never be taken away from us. They'll have this book in their hands when I'm long gone. So, And um, their
0: great-grandchildren will have this
1: book in their hands, yeah. which is, talk about a legacy. I just, um, it doesn't seem real right now, and, 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 and uh, they've been incredible artists um, since they were around five, six years old, and they love art. They just are naturally drawn to it. And you know, to be acknowledged by a local publisher who just got really excited at Penobscot Bay Press, um, in Stonington, just got really excited first when they read my book, my children's book, and second had no idea that um, Rosie and Gavin were artists and just were kind of mind blown and said, Please let us do this. So <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: exciting. I am so excited for you. And I cannot wait to read it. I'm going to be first in line. I want you all to sign my
1: copy. Um, And and and, and it's going to be so much fun to, again, be out there in the community reading to kids.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I think uh, talking about clubs you never want to be in, I am also in the club of losing a parent at a relatively young age. Um, So my dad passed away at 58. And I do think... Like you said, if you had one wish, you would bring them back, but it does make you hyper focused and aware in a way that other people don't necessarily have about one, what's important and two, leaving a legacy and, and doing as much as you can in the time that you have with your own children to make magic. And I just, I love that, that you're getting to have your own book. So
1: yeah. and and you hit it, you nailed, you nailed it right on the head when you said, you know, um, hyper-focused. I think I am. I think I drive myself crazy sometimes, but you know, um, I have a lot of other books in my head. (laughs) I love this. And, um, yeah, you know, it's the time factor, but, um, that's what, that's what my release is, is thinking, thinking ahead and making other goals. I don't, I don't understand how sometimes, but, um, yeah, I have other books in my head. And so, so one of them, I was talking to um, one of the people at the office at Penobscot Bay Press, I said, you know, um, losing my mother has made me have all these, you know, these, these goals. um, And I have to really calm myself down. But what I think the, the most um, influential piece for me is um, the mommy piece. And I talk to my kids, not in a crazy obsessive way or an unhealthy way, but, you know, about when I'm gone. And um, it's not all the time, but, you know, losing my mom at at a relatively young age, I know people have lost their moms at much younger ages, but um, has, I am very open about it. I'm very, um, I'm a nester, so I like to prepare. And, you know, I just um, talk to my kids when the moment arises about when I'm gone. Um, So I thought, you know, a book eventually about how to prepare in a very positive, loving way, in a very aware, kind, optimistic, happy manner, how to prepare for losing the biggest losses of your life because right. it's inevitable, and um, I just, there's a book somewhere in there for me.
0: I agree. I think so, too, and if you want any help with that, I am right here. For oh,
1: you. perfect.
0: All right, well, you have a great day. Get back to your super busy schedule, but we'll talk again soon, and thank you so much for this time,
1: and thank you for everything you do. You, I see you, and I can't wait to spend more time with you.
0: I love this. All right, have a great day.